the devil and I want to fuck your mother! Your host, Reverend Bill M., brings us the devil's mischief. Carnal comedy clips. Netherworld novelty of numbers. Brought to you by RadioFreeSatan.com. Episode number 670. Welcome to The Devil's Mischief on Radio Free Satan. I am your host, Bill M. Sometime in recent weeks, somebody brought up the topic of British comedy to me and asked if I liked anybody from the UK. I said, yes, there are certainly some comedians from the UK that I like. There are many I don't like at all, but I can at least name, you know, like a dozen comedians off the top of my head. This turned to also listing comedians from the UK, but not just from England. So, you know, from Scotland, from Ireland. Most people I've run into from Wales are pricks, so uh, I'm going to pretend Wales doesn't exist for a moment. One comedian that came to mind in that conversation, though, is Billy Connolly. And it's been a while since I played anything from him, so... I have selected some tracks from his 2007 DVD performance, which was called Was It Something I Said? And also, in looking around my comedy collection, I found somebody I haven't heard in quite a while, another one I haven't heard in quite a while, Bubba the Love Sponge, otherwise known as the Ned Half of Ned and Manson, otherwise known as Todd Allen Clem, as he was born. And between the both of these between Bubba the Love Sponge and Billy Connolly, well, we've got some good old blasphemy material. It's certainly not the only stuff we play on The Devil's Mischief. I think that would get old after a while if, you know, religion bashing was the only thing that I played. Because there's much, much more to satanic comedy than religion bashing, as you longtime listeners of The Devil's Mischief know. But, you know, the religion bashing thing is still fun, I feel. So let's get right into the comedy with Billy... Connolly. Hello. Hello, Adelaide. Adelaide always seemed like half a yodel to me. Adelaide. But anyway, how nice to see you. How fab and groovy. You're going to enjoy it tonight. It's a good show. Well, it's always been good. If it sucks tonight, it might be your fault. <laughs> I'm in wonderful shape. I don't care. I even take up my glasses to do it. I don't need them up here. I don't walk far. I need them permanently now. You know, I've had glasses to, to, for reading for ages, you know. But I, I was always confused what was near sight and what was far sight. And now I'm not confused anymore. I've got both. I don't give a fuck which is which. It was wonderful. I, I was at a religious festival. I've got a place in the Mediterranean, in Malta. And I, was, and I had my grandson, wee Wally. He was about three and a half or something. And it was that, you know, the Jesus on the cross coming. We were watching this procession. It was fucking terrible. The, the, the crucifix of it, 20 feet high, coming around the corner. <laughs> my wee grandson says, Who's that? <laughs> I say that's Jesus. Is this baby Jesus? I said, yeah, that's him. Is this somebody killed baby Jesus? It was the most sincere religious cry. I, I, if, I, if Christians did that, I would believe them. What? The bastards killed Jesus. 
remember hymns in church when I was a boy. I used to just kind of join it. Jesus for me, me, and suffering and dying. Just for me. Jesus, oh, oh, fuck, Jesus. You can just make it up as you go along. It's pish. And I'll tell you something else. Christians shouldn't be allowed near rock and roll. It's not for them. It's not fucking for them. They should go and join the Brothers of the Beige or some fucking thing. The Beige Sisters of Premenstrual Agony. The fucking... You see them... Christian rock, is there such a fucking absurdity in the world? He is my saviour. That's not rock and roll. That's youth club table tennis fucking crap. Rock and roll is... I am the devil and I want to fuck your mother! <laughs> I always wanted to sing one of those Elvis, Elvis songs that stopped. The proper Elvis. Not that fat fucker who took him hostage and ate him. <laughs> The proper Elvis. Who used to sing? I like songs that stop like the precipice, the edge of a cliff. Full of deep meaning. Only let me be your loving teddy bear. What? Put a chain around my neck and lead me anywhere. Oh, let me be. Get in there. It's that broken walk at the end, you know. See, a lot of people look at these entertainers and they say, how did they invent such an original way to move? I've always thought it was genetic. They didn't invent it, it just happened to them. So if Elvis took you home, this is my mother. Hello, son. (laughs) If you want a cup of tea, I'll just go and get it. I'll spill most of it, though. (laughs) Want a wee biscuit with it? And little Richard says this is my mother, and she goes, Ah! <laughs> oh, my soul! <laughs> Did you see the Pope's funeral? Quiet funeral, he wanted a simple funeral. <laughs> Fuck, it was like Ben Hur, wasn't it? 
thousands of pedophiles in red velvet. <laughs> of course, he'd been dead for a while, four or five years. But they hadn't chosen the one they wanted, the little fucking fascist. So we Benedict, the fucking Hitler youth one. So they were waiting for his name to get to the top of the list. So they carried him around in that chair for a couple of years. Had him stuffed with Sunday newspapers. Two Jesuits behind him moving the head. Look. No children were abused in the making of this show. Nobody was hurt and no Islamic cartoons were used. You know, for those of you who can't take a fucking joke around here. That's it for me, religion's fucking finished. That's it, it's fucking over, lads. It's fucking over! You've had a couple of thousand years, you've fucked it, it's over. It's fucking over! Take your Reformation, your Vatican, your fucking Mecca, and fuck off! Suicide fucking bombing, there's a bright idea. Every time there's a bang, the world's a wanker shot. <laughs> fucking idiots. I want to see the instructor. Right, lads, I'm only going to show you this once. <laughs> fucking pricks. And it depends on what newspaper you read, how many virgins you get for blowing yourself up. How are you going to shag them when you're now flying mints? There's all different numbers. There's 70 virgins, there's 20 virgins, there's 40 virgins. And a, okay, and the, but my favourite was 53. One of the newspapers. <laughs> you get to 53. That was proof to me there's a committee involved here somewhere. <laughs> 53 fucking virgins. <laughs> the very thought of 53 fucking virgins is a nightmare. It's not a fucking present, it's not a prize, it's a punishment. Give me two fire-breathing whores any day of the week. I'm a slut man! <laughs> 53 virgins, and you have to fucking talk to them, it's eternity you're talking about here. You might be stuck with 53 fucking Duran Duran fans or something. For going to hell. I'm, I'm serious about that. People, that's what they need, a good shag. A good shag, don't drop bombs on them. A jumbo jet full of fucking whores. And, and a bomber full of Agatha Christie books. 
tell you, another book, that's what you need. Never trust people who've only got one fucking book. You know, fucking how did you think they were going to turn out? Their parents choosing your fucking marriage partner. I mean, ridiculous, fucking stupid. That's her over there. Which one? They're all the fucking same, Dad. They're black with a wee fucking window. The bottles are Guinness. Yours is third for the left. Oh, no, she's a cracker. Oh, fucking... Get her home, lift the kilt, big hairy pair of balls. What are you going to do? What are you going to fucking do? <laughs> Oh, God. And I'm in the middle of writing this. She's in the world's in a terrible state. But I'm in the middle of writing this musical about the Middle East situation. <laughs> it's going to go down a storm. It's going to take Broadway to the cleaners. I can tell. It's called Saddam, you're rocking the boat. <laughs> you can see it. You can see it, can't you? Thousands in the chorus and the people all said, Saddam, hey, hey, Saddam, you're rocking the boat. Yes! The people all said, Saddam, oh, yes! Be all the Arabs like, yes, Saddam, you're rocking the boat. <laughs> it's going to wipe them out, completely fucking wipe them out. Oh, Sama, oh, Ben Laden, oh. Oh, and there'll be a big fucking picture come down of Yasser Arafat. And the whole chorus will go, Yasser, that's my baby. Oh, yes, and I don't mean baby. Yasser, that's a fucking can't lose. There'll be two staircases coming down like this. Colin Powell will come down here. A big cardboard Colin Powell. And, and, and a big cardboard Condoleezza Rice will come down this. And he and, and Colin will sing, Condoleezza, Condoleezza. There'll be fucking dry ice. Oh, fucking people will be crying. It'll be the hit. It'll be the hit single. Condoleezza, they have named you. You can just fucking see it. But, the, but the, it's going to finish so brilliantly. There'll be a big cloud come down. And this is the only bit that's holding us up and it would be in production already because we'll have to wait for Ariel Sharon to die <laughs> there'll be a big cloud comes down with Ariel Sharon on it and Yasser Arafat as well and they'll both be angels with the big wings and Yasser will have seen the f <laughs> he, will have <laughs> he will have seen the light and they're obviously very close. And the band will strike up and there'll be angels standing behind them like, like the platters. Oh, oh, oh. And then the tune will stand up. And then the song sheet will come down so as the whole audience can sing in the law. And Yasser and, 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 and Ariel will, will join in with the pointing to the words and the whole audience will be singing. Only Jews could make this world seem right. How? How? You're there! Shut your eyes and you're there! 
Oh, Saddam, you're rocking the boat. Oh, yes, the people all said Saddam. Fucking can't lose. I don't know about you. I feel like a winner. I'm telling you, nothing but onto a fucking cracker here. Baron Collier. Uh, yeah, I was uh, calling about this uh, new town uh, down there in Naples. It's supposed to be uh, strictly Catholic. What's yes, up sir. With, what's up with that? Well, it's uh, it's exactly that. It's a strictly Catholic community that that's being uh, established. Well, what exactly does that mean? A strictly Catholic community? It's going to be run under strictly Catholic principles. Oh, really? Yes. And what are those? Well, there, there'll be no uh, no pornography. Yeah. No birth control will be sold. Okay. And on the cable, there'll be no X-rated cable channels. Yeah, sounds like a party. All right, so uh, who do I talk to about uh, buying a lot or a house or you know something? You talk like that? to me. I handle all the all the information on that. Well, yeah, I mean, I'd love to move there. I, I just have some some reservations. Now, what's this I hear about a, a giant cross? I mean, you know, how big how big are we talking about? Yes, sir. That's the giant cross is going to be sixty five feet tall. It's going to be the largest or Jeez. the tallest in the nation. Sixty five feet. Yes, sir. That's a that's a bit gaudy, don't you think? No, not at all. I mean, what's what's next? You're going to have a giant uh, inflatable Jesus up on that thing? I mean, come on. I mean, we get it. Christ died for our sins. I mean, geez, get over it. Well, sir, if you're not Catholic, then then I recommend that you not move into our town. Well, well, I am Catholic. It's just, uh, I mean, a 65-foot cross is a little much. I mean, are, are you going to have deed restrictions? Because I'd hate to move in, and one day I wake up, and some asshole neighbor puts up a 50-foot replica of the Tower of Babel in my fucking driveway. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's hilarious. It's all fun and games. Well, my property values are in the shitter. Well, who am I speaking with? Well, my name's Ned. Well, Ned, th- this is a community for good Catholics. Right. And I'm not sure if you're what this community's looking for. Well, listen, buddy. I mean, judge, lest not ye be judged, is what the Bible says. I'm sorry. Now, I'd like to move to a nice Catholic town. I just have concerns. I mean, 65-foot crosses? I mean, why don't you just buy a couple giraffes and a Ferris wheel and call it the fucking Neverland Ranch? Hello? Baron Collier. Yes, uh, just how strict are these Catholic principles going to be? I mean, if I pull up to the McDonald's drive-thru and order a Big Mac and a large Coke, am I going to get a communion wafer and sacramental wine? Because let's get real. I mean, the body of Christ just ain't that filling. Even if you supersize it. Hello, Baron Collier. Look, I just have one serious question that I gotta know about Catholic Town. Well, what what's that? If I pull up to the Dunkin' Donuts, will I be able to get a dozen hot, fresh, naked altar boys to come? You're not gonna buy it here, so why don't you just quit fucking calling here? Sir, that's certainly not the kind of language I expect to hear from somebody who lives in Catholic Town. Hello? Baron Collier. Yeah, hello. I'm a preacher, and I'm doing missionary work in Botswana. Sir, I don't have time Which for is this. basically the asshole of the universe. And oh, I'm Ned? wondering, how many little boys do I have to fuck to get transferred to Catholic Town? Ta- Hello? Hello, Baron Collier. Listen, I love your Catholic Town concept. Quit calling. I, I mean, I want to move there. Ned. And I got a promotional film already produced. I don't have time for this. And here it goes. Welcome to Catholic Town. Ned. An idealistic community where Catholics can live. And adhere to strict Catholic principles, like sodomizing young boys and then covering it up. Remember, what happens to little boys' behinds in Catholic Town stays in Catholic Town. Hello? Hello, Baron Collier. All right, listen up. I got a song that's perfect. 
for Catholic Town. Will you, will you please quit calling? No, you just listen up. Because this kicks ass. One, a two, a one, two, three, four. Take me down to the Catholic city where the priests fuck boys and their dicks get shitty. Oh, won't you? Hello. God damn it. This is Reverend Gene, the host of Voxitane, exclusively on Radio Free Satan. Join me every week as we indulge in the classical side of music spanning the past 1,000 years. Voxitane has already featured over 700 composers covering medieval, baroque, classical, romantic, and contemporary music, including chant, choral, opera, keyboard, and orchestral music, with composers ranging from Gluck to Gilmore, Bach to Bellevance, Talis to Taverner, and Paganini to Perth. Get your weekly recommended dose of classical music right here on Voxitane, only on Radio Free Satan, with me, Reverend Jean. Hail Satan! Satan Splain, Satanic Talk with Church of Satan Magister Bill M. Well, it's not Satan worship, it's Satanism. It's embracing the life enriching things which have traditionally been given the devil's name pride, lust, earthly success, rational self interest, atheism, humor, nonconformity, science, a passion for living, being selective about whom we love. We don't see these as shameful sins, but empowering ideals. And we also recognize the psychological power and fun of symbolism and aesthetics, so we utilize Satan as mythology's most fitting mascot for what we're about. Listen to Satansplain. Learn more at satansplain.com. You are listening to The Devil's Mischief on Radio Free Satan. Visit the official website for The Devil's Mischief, which is devilsmischief.com. You can also email me. Bill at devilsmischief.com is the email address. See how simple that is? Of course, The Devil's Mischief is just one of the shows here on Radio Free Satan. You should check out the other shows like Voxitane, The Metro, Infernal Legion. We've got a number of things available on RadioFreeSatan.com. Earlier, you heard some clips from Billy Connolly doing live stand-up that became part of his 2007 comedy special, Was It Something I Said? Also a prank call from Bubba the Love Sponge. I first stumbled across Bubba the Love Sponge when I was looking at, uh, I think it was the long-defunct website, Laugh.com. George Carlin and a few other comedians got together and launched it, I think, around the year 2000. And they launched it as a store where you could go purchase comedy albums. They had some exclusive recordings, too. So it was kind of a record label as well, the Laugh.com record label. And I think it was on that site where I found one or more comedy albums released under the name Ned and Manson. But the Ned of Ned and Manson is the same guy, Bubba the Love Sponge. Last I saw, Bubba is still doing a radio show. It's called, conveniently enough, The Bubba the Love Sponge Show. But look up the word, The Bubba Army. The Bubba Army, that is all one word, The Bubba Army, to find him on Facebook, YouTube, and elsewhere. And uh, my phone was, like, vibrating, and I'm sorry if there's, like, a bunch of ambient noise. I've got, like, the window open. Usually I keep it completely quiet when I record, but uh, kind of hot right now at home. So anyway... I'm going to stop complaining, and I'm going to leave you now with a little more from Billy Connolly. I'm supposed to talk about Scotland all the time and shit like that. 
I was, I was brought up in Glasgow, and I, I was a teenager here. Glasgow's a small fishing village in the Clyde. <laughs> well, we live on salmon and oysters when I was brought up. Salmon and oysters and the occasional haggis thrown in at Christmas time. And I, I, I left home when I was in my teens. I, I lived in a wee town called Partick, and I moved along the road to another wee town called White Lynch. And it's a, a tenement building, and there was three flat families on every floor on every landing, and on every half landing, there was a, a toilet for the three families. You, you know, you, you, you nipped out in the middle of the night, down half a stair, and used this place. And it's, any time you ever saw it in Britain, it was on programs like Panorama, Nationwide, the world according to people with glasses who know better than you, <laughs> people with bow ties, and they would say, Glasgow. Depravity. People sharing toilets. Bums sharing seats. Bare buttocks on wooden seats. And they would make it sound like hell. I thought it was brilliant. Because the seat was never ever cold in winter. A wee pink arse had just left it. Oh. And there were those big wooden seats. The big proper toilet seat. The big fat wooden fellow. None of that white plastic piece of shit you get now. You've lost the power of your legs, you haven't even finished the crossword. <laughs> People trying to come in, hurry up, I would love to come out, I can't walk anymore. <laughs> well, you see, these days were very important to me. That's where I first noticed that when you go to the toilet, you completely lose your identity. You completely forget who you are. You forget your own name. Maybe you've noticed this yourself, or not until just now. <laughs> Maybe you'll remember when somebody tries the door, and you answer, there's somebody in! <laughs> Even in your own house! Even if there's only another one person in your house! There's somebody in! As you reach for the lock, And sometimes you're too late. And you're kneeling with your arse in the air. Saying to someone towering above you, I said, there's somebody fucking in. Well, I lived there. I lived there for a few weeks when we got a letter from the local government saying they were tearing down the block of houses about three blocks away to rehouse the people. And it would be happening over the next few months and blah de blah de blah. Sorry for the nuisance and the dust and the thingy jiggy. Fair enough. And then they arrived one day. Now the entrance to a tenement building, the common entrance is called a close. And these guys arrived in trucks and all ran up the closes. And they did the most sensational thing. They took all the doors off the houses and they made a fence right round the block of doors. The, the, the fence was all the doors and it was sensational looking. Well, I thought so. All different colours and windows and there was ones with storks in the glass and sort of Art Nouveau angels and yellow doors, red, blue, wooden doors. Fabulous. So that when I was in bed one night reading my book the window was open about this much, 
and I could hear people shouting in the street. I thought, a fight. So I looked out. There's nothing nicer than a fight when you're safe a bit upstairs looking out the window. And you can shout advice. <laughs> Smack him with the right, he's a big jetty. Put the boot in him, the big fucking asshole. <laughs> but it wasn't a fight. It was people, two to a door, running along the street. Going in both directions. Hurry up, Willie. I thought they're stealing their fucking doors off the fence. But they weren't. They were swapping their door for a better one. <laughs> they would check it during the day. Oh, that's a fucking cranky lamp, a yellow one. You get the brother-in-law to come in at night and you take your door off. So you had to do it quick because your house had no door now for 20 minutes. <laughs> I loved it. I thought it was brilliant. And then we were going to, I was going to work in the morning. The lavvy door was different. Somebody had changed their toilet door. It used to be green glass. Now it was a brown mahogany fella. It was very nice. It had a letterbox. <laughs> so now you had to go with somebody in. Somebody in! Stop pressing the fucking letterbox! Take my word for it, there's somebody in! Not only that, I had a nameplate. It was for somebody called Campbell. But we had people in the top floor called Campbell. We used to get his mail in the toilet. So fuck, look at that, there's Campbell in the shit again. He's, back. He's in arrears now. It's a final notice. He's out of here, old fucking Campbell. RadioFreeSatan.com 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 We play the tracks we want to hear. This is Warlock Jeff Ivins, the host of the Radio Free Satan show, The Metro. Tune in to The Metro for the hits of the 1980s. Radio Free Satan's weekly time travel of the new wave and other songs that brought a sense of high hair and indulgence to the masses. Bill M. here. You have been listening to The Devil's Mischief on Radio Free Satan. I have, however, been hosting another podcast. The podcast is called Satan's Plane. And Satan's Plane is a podcast explicitly about Satanism itself. Satan's Plane is not part of Radio Free Satan, but you can find more about it at its website, satansplane.com. That's S-A-T-A-N-S-P-L-A-I-N.com. Though coincidentally enough, I was talking a bit about Radio Free Satan and its early history 
on a recent episode of Satan's Plane. That was episode number 17 of Satan's Plane. So have a listen to Satan's Plane when you're done with The Devil's Mischief, if you haven't heard yet. And in a complete change of subject here, recently I was at uh, my parents' place, and they had a huge bin of old VHS tapes, so I took them back with me, and I've been looking through these tapes and transferring them to DVD and digital files. I know there are devices that let you capture VHS straight to a PC and create a video file, and yeah, I've used that before, but I have one of those dual VHS DVD recorders I bought, I think, in 2009, and it still works, and I just find it to be way easier. Put in a tape, put in a blank DVD-R, press a button, then do something else and come back later. You press another couple of buttons to put names on the menus and stuff, and yeah, you're done. It's now preserved on DVD. If I really want a digital file I can share around, well, I can just rip from the DVD. And again, I know people will brag about how they bought some cheaper piece of hardware that hooks right up to their PC, and they create a video file directly from there. And yeah, if you want a DVD, you can use editing software that lets you make a custom menu and custom chapter breaks and custom backgrounds. All right, fine, good for you. But when I've got a whole box of these goddamn tapes to deal with, fuck it, I just like pressing a button and walking away. Now, as for any gems, did I find any gems buried in? Well, I found a lot of crap that uh, my parents or friends of my parents taped off of TV. And one thing somebody taped off a TV that I found was this Ed Sullivan special. It was like a retrospective special that was made um, sometime in the 1990s, 1995, I think it was, and just has all these comedy greats on it. And so now I want to try to hunt down the DVD of that, if that exists, or VHS, because I only got part of it on what I found. Anyway, another one of the tapes I found was uh, family films of me doing all these sorts of improvised comedy skits with other family members for the camera. Is that stuff I would play on The Devil's Mischief? No. I was 11 years old at the time, and it was about as good as you would expect an 11-year-old to do. Then again, I have played even older comedy recordings of myself on the show before, so what can I say? My love of comedy goes all the way back to childhood. I'm sure it's the case with famous comedians, too. Anyway, I'm going to leave you now with a politically incorrect prank call from Bubba the Love Sponge. So, as with the Catholic Town prank call, Bubba's radio show likes to find, you know, current news stories and do some pranks based off of that. And that is what he does here. And you can get the whole context of it by listening to the call. Because I was able to do that. Thank you all for listening. Enjoy this last clip. Hail Satan. Bye-bye. Hello? Yeah, uh, yes, uh, who's this? Um, I was calling about this, uh, this new game I heard you uh, invented. Life is a black man. What's, what's the deal with this game? Well, it's like, like any other game. It has dice game pieces, cards, and each player assumes a role as an 18-year-old black man. When, when did this board game come out? Back in 1997. Well, I hate to say this, but we may have a problem here because I, cause I uh, came out with my board game, Blackopoly, in uh, 1995, so we're looking at a possible uh, copyright violation. I never heard anything about Blackopoly. I don't want to jump to any conclusions. Let's compare some of the game's components, and uh, we'll see if there's a problem. All right? All right. Well, on, on the game, we have this, uh, this space called the ghetto space. The what space? The ghetto space. Ghetto space? 
Yeah, and on a ghetto space, you might pull a card, and it says along the lines of you get shot in a drive-by and the game is over. Killer drive-by? That sounds kind of racist to me. I mean, are you saying black people you know, can't even play a board game without pulling out their f***ing gacks and capping each other? No, it's nothing like that. I'm just trying to illustrate the harsh reality of black life. Yeah, whatever. What, what kind of playing pieces does, does this black man game have? It has four different playing pieces, and each one of them is a strong black man. Oh, yeah. What I see in a quite a coincidence, because uh, my game has four playing pieces, too. I, I got a crack whore, hey. I got a gangbanger, a pimp, and a rap star who blew $36 million and lives under a bridge. Well, that sounds very stereotypical to me. What do you mean? When when you do it, it's it's harsh reality. But when 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 I do it, it's f-ing racism. Is that what you're trying to say? And what is your name? My name's Ned. All right, Ned. Well, look, look listen. Let me tell you a little bit about my game. See, see if any of it matches yours, okay? Okay. All right. At the beginning of Blackopoly, each player gets a race card. So say you land on a space that says, um, you brutally murder your ex-wife and uh, her boyfriend and leave them in a pool of their own blood, along with enough evidence to fill a f***ing Mack truck. Go back three spaces. That's when you play the race card. All of a sudden, 100% not guilty. No, my game doesn't have any race cards. Uh, okay, how about this one? Uh, instead of a go-to-jail space, I have a space that says, uh, go to the back of the bus. Go directly to the back of the bus. Now what the hell is that all about? What do you mean? comment you just made the man going to the back of the bus that's just complete racism man that's 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 racism look man did black people at one time have to sit in the back of the bus yeah we had to sit in the back of the bus that's just because y'all trying to hold the brother down that's all well look i didn't make this up i mean don't shoot the messenger this game is very offensive to black people i mean what's the difference between my game and your game my games are just completely different my game is positive trying to help black people with black experience and your game is just full of Racial stereotypes and... Does your game have, uh, who's your baby's daddy cards? Your game is complete racism. Look, if you pick one of these cards, you have to correctly identify which one of seven illegitimate children is yours. Now, see, this shit is just getting out of damn hand. It's ridiculous. You're stereotyping black people. Well, look, uh, roughly 70% of all black children are being raised by single mothers. I don't make up the fucking statistics. I'm just trying to educate the brothers uh, on the black experience. What the hell or the cracker like you know about a brother's experience? You know anything about it? Look, look, you need to calm down. I'm telling you, mine, I got plenty of positive examples. Look, here's another one. Win first place NBA slam dunk competition. Have sex with white cheerleader. Yeah. Now, see, that, that's just racism. What you're trying to say is the only way that a black man can advance is through sports. Look, man, let's get real. I mean, when's the last time you saw a white man win the fucking slam dunk competition? All right. That's right. I got you on that one. All right. Listen up. Look, I want to make sure that you didn't rip this fucking game off for me. Instead of a free parking uh, space, my game has a free crack space. Of course, once you land on that space, you you generally never leave. A free what space? Free crack. A free crack space. Exactly. What, what the fuck is wrong with you? Free crack space. So now you're trying to say that all black people use fucking crack, right? Absolutely not. I know many fine black people who smoke the chronic. <laughs> Hello? Yeah, we seem to have been disconnected. God damn it, man. Won't you just leave me the f*** alone? Now, look, look, man. I'm trying to, you know, bond with you. You know, Ebony and Ivory, all that bullshit. We could put our heads together and come up with some games and, you know, make a lot of money here. That's what I'm trying to say. I don't want to hear any of your ideas. Now, listen, listen to me. Look, like this game, Homonopoly. Go to the bathhouse. Go directly to the bathhouse. Do not wear a condom. Get HIV. I ain't got time for this bullshit. Hello? Look, I'm an equal opportunity offender. I mean, uh, I got white manopoly. Nah. You don't have to do anything. You just sit around and, and count your f***ing money.
Hello? Now, come on, give me a chance here. Now, now listen to this one. Jihadopoly. If your opponent puts a hotel on Park Place, Ned. you can fly a miniature 747 into it and win the game. <laughs> I knew you'd start liking it. See, the great thing about Jihadopoly is it comes with 12 pounds of plastic explosives. So if you're losing the game, at any moment, you can become a martyr. Game over. You're banging 70 virgins. <laughs> Mexicanopoly. It's just like regular Monopoly, but you gotta paddle across a river before you can play it. Just quit f***ing calling Ned. Yeah, this is a good one. Priestopoly. Ned. This is great. Every time you land on Reading Railroad, you get to run a f***ing train on an altar board. <laughs> Hello? Hello? Dorn, that's the end.